0: mission Minded Say it again I am mission minded Lift your right hands to heaven Father we rejoice that this morning We have access into the deep things of God By the Holy Ghost We rejoice that our hearts are ready To receive light To receive revelation To receive understanding through the teaching of your word And we are so grateful that we have the privilege To learn to be equipped So we can be able to carry out The works of Jesus on the earth and I ask that as we spend the next few minutes learning, the eyes of each one's understanding flooded with light. Whatever is not planted by God is rooted out. Buddings and yukes are destroyed. And we rejoice that by the end of this service, we'll all be the better for it. we give you praise and glory in Jesus' precious name, and every believer says it powerful amen. amen. Lift your right hands to heaven, lest we release our faith again as we say these words I am born of God. I am born of the world. We want to welcome everybody connected to this service by way of Kingdom Life Network, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. And and all of you that are connected on the social media community, we are so glad to have all of you connected to the service this morning. And we want to welcome everybody that is connected in Akwaibom State by way of Comfort FM, XL FM, Radio Akwaibom, You You, FM Heritage, FM Inspiration FM, all of you that are connected by all of those radio platforms we're so glad to have everybody connected this morning call a friend call a brother call a neighbor tell them to tune to this radio station right now life is flowing through the airwaves Social media family, you know, and friends, you guys, we've been working together as co-laborers and it's another opportunity for you to share the video, share the message of this morning, put them on all the groups on your page, join as many groups as possible on Facebook and just push the light in there and also do me another favor, create watch parties, drop them on Telegram, modogram, put the messages on WhatsApp groups, let's just... Create, you know, uh, uh, an opening for the light of God's word all over the nations of the earth. All our Bible study centers—we're glad to have all of you here this morning. We're so excited to have all of you connected, and all the campuses around the world is a joy and an honor to have every one of you connected to the service. Guys, get ready—it's going to be exciting as we study an adventure through the Word of God. And everybody in the building, are you excited to be here this morning? Can we give the Lord another shout this morning? glory amen grab your bible your notebook your pen and you can be seated with your sweet smart self as we get into the word of his grace we started a series of teaching this morning on functioning in the supernatural functioning in the supernatural and uh, we began to establish a number of things and we said that in our study of scripture we assert that god's dealings with man is supernatural God's dealings with man is supernatural. That is, the intercourse between heaven and earth, as taught in the scriptures, is supernatural. The intercourse between heaven and earth, as taught in the scriptures, is supernatural. That is why the very first thing you read in Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, is the spirit of God. That shows you that God's dealings on the earth is by his spirit. God's dealings or God's activities on the earth is by his spirit. That means that it is supernatural. Matthew chapter 28 verse 20 is our focus. Matthew chapter 28 verse number 20. Teaching them to observe all things. Teaching them to observe all things. Whatsoever I have commanded you and lo I am with you always even unto the end of the world. I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. The first thing is that, in the interpretation of scripture, like we have in Jesus' model, in Luke chapter 24, verse 25. Luke chapter 24, verse number 25. Put it up for me. Then he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart, to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Next verse. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory and beginning at Moses and all the prophets? He expounded unto them in all the scriptures, the things concerning himself, beginning at Moses, which is the word Achaimai Mosios in the, in the original, you know, in the original Hebrew. It's a principle of study that you will have to begin at the beginning. You will have to begin at the beginning. And it's intentional. It's deliberate for you to begin your study at the beginning. Because the Torah and the book of Genesis is the foundation of everything you are going to read in scripture. The Torah or the book of Genesis lays the foundation. If you miss the first five books... You miss everything said afterwards. So, at the beginning, this is the foundation or this is the introduction, beginning at Moses, all right, which is Genesis. In that, Luke chapter 24, verse 44. Luke 24, verse number 44. Then said he unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses. And in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Next verse. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scripture. So he said all things must be fulfilled. We said that by saying things said in the law of Moses, things said in the prophets, things said in the Psalms means all things were said in progressive revelation moses things things in the prophets things in the psalms progressive revelation which is intended to arrive at a point to arrive at a point and we said the word peri concerning himself is the point of arrival when we began from moses things in the prophets things in the psalms all right so again the scriptures were written with an ecclesial ecclesiological weight that means it will happen eventually eschatological weight it will happen eventually now look at verse 27 beginning at moses of luke 24 Moses and all the prophets, he expounded. The word expounded is the Greek word diharmonia. Diharmonia, which means to interpret. To interpret. Diharmonia. To interpret or to give meaning to. To give meaning to something. Which also involves the grammar. In Bible teaching, you must pay attention to the grammar. Which also includes the context, where you have the pretext and the posttext. The context. Of course, which also will include, you know, um, the world where the people lived. The world, their world where they lived and all of that. One of the fundamental rules of Bible interpretation is, you must hear what the audience heard. You must hear what that audience heard. So, what did the audience hear when he said this? What did they hear? Because if you don't hear what they heard Then it's likely You heard the wrong thing You know And the best way to know what they heard Is to read What they read So what did they read They read beginning at Moses They read beginning at Moses And the prophets And the Psalms to Malachi They read Genesis To Malachi So in matthew twenty-eight twenty, when he said lo i am with you which is something we must read up in genesis to malachi and in the first service this morning i took time to do some very serious foundational work so i will advise you to get the teaching of the first service because i'm not about to go over all i'm just going to proceed from where we stop so genesis chapter 17 genesis Chapter 17 verse 10. Genesis chapter 17 verse 10. This is my covenant which you shall keep between me and you. And thy seed after thee. Every man child among you shall be circumcised. So why did he say this? Because in verse 2. Give me verse 2 of that same Genesis 17. Look at what he said in verse 2. And I will make my covenant between me and thee. And will multiply thee exceedingly i will multiply thee exceedingly please listen very carefully you know um and uh, you know it's important to understand that this is abraham god was speaking to he is a prophet abraham is a prophet because the book of genesis tells us that genesis 27 god appeared to abraham Abraham did not acquire a career by God calling him. He already had a career. All right. He was already doing his business when the word of the Lord came unto him. So the call of God is not a career. The call of God does not give you a profession, you know, a profession that you have to live by. The call of God comes to a man after the man either has a career or In the process of a man getting a career. That's why if you observe the 12 disciples of Jesus were called and they were businessmen. He called them from their professions and from their jobs. Now, I just said that because that's very important to have that somewhere. Abraham did not acquire a career. So, there's a covenant here. The word covenant is the word bereth. B-E-R-E-T-H. Bereth. It means to have an ally or a partnership or a treaty. To have an ally, a partnership, or a treaty. There are treaties, for example, in the world today between nations and other nations. For example, there's a treaty where you commit an offense in the UK and then you run to Nigeria and there is a treaty between the UK and Nigeria that when you move from the UK to Nigeria as a criminal, the United Kingdom will ask the Nigerian government... To give you up to them. And because of the binding treaty between Nigeria and the UK. The Nigerian government will carry you and hand you directly over to the UK government. That is a treaty. There are also treaties that have to do with nations for example. That you won't take taxes or border taxes. Why do they do all of that? They do all of that because they have a treaties. A treaty is a partnership or a working together for a common goal. A partnership or a working together for a common goal. So a covenant is a treaty. But the strange thing here is that, remember, please look at me everybody, Moses was teaching these things to an audience. An audience of Israel. They sat down and Moses was teaching them. So imagine yourself in that audience. Imagine yourself back in ancient times. In that congregation where Moses was teaching. And then in the teaching of Moses, he began to tell them about the covenant between God and Abraham. Now, please pay attention. Imagine where God says, I am almighty. The word Shaddai, S-H-A-D-I, Shaddai. I will make a covenant. And the audience is in shock. The congregation is in shock. Because it is never used in their custom. And they are never used to the fact. That deity says. I will make a covenant with man. Because, because in ancient, ancient times. Men worship deities. That was what was normal. That a man will worship a deity so now for deity to say i will make a covenant will put them in shock so the concept of covenant and like i said in the first service i remember reading the books of ew kenyon back in the 80s either 85 86 there about i read one of his books on the blood covenant you know and um, e ew kenyon mentioned that many of us because we do not understand oriental culture do not understand covenant is a partnership where a weaker person approaches the stronger person and says, come help me. I will serve you. Come help me against an invading army. But the strange thing here is the strong one who comes to the helpless. The strong one who comes to the liability he comes to one who cannot come to the table with anything the strong one he is the one who comes the natural thing is for the weak one to go to the strong one and ask for help but the strange thing in this instance is that the strong one comes to the weak one he comes to the helpless one and he says to the helpless one let us be friends let us be partners I mean, you, you know. Let me give you a, a, a local, a, a local, a local illustration. Uh, let me give you, um, let me give you a parable. Let me bring it down. Let me break it down. It's like a man in the position of Dangote. Okay, we all know Dangote here, all right? Dangote walks to a young man who is sub- barely surviving, can't pay his rent, can't feed himself, and Dangote says to him. I am Aliko Dangote. Be my friend. Be my partner. Come, let's be hanging out. You know, and, uh, and then, you know, you know what will follow that kind of discourse. Okay. So, the strong one, Shaddai. Shaddai. Not Bill Gates, not Dangote, not Soros. You know, none of those. The strong one, I didn't call him the stronger one. The strong one, because there's no comparison. The strong one comes to the weak, the helpless, the destitute, and says, Let's be partners. You can imagine the shock. So in Genesis 6:18, let's begin to travel through this. Genesis chapter 6, verse number 18. But with thee will I establish my covenant, and thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons, and thy wife, and thy sons' wives with d so we find that word used for noah again noah is a prophet noah is a prophet genesis chapter 9 verse 9 look at it genesis let's see where noah is a prophet genesis chapter 9 verse 9 and i behold i establish my covenant with you and with your seed after you look at genesis chapter 9 verse 11 verse 11 verse 11 and I will establish my covenant with you. Neither shall all flesh be cut off any more by the waters of a flood. Neither shall there any more be a flood to destroy the earth. Verse twelve, verse twelve and thirteen. And God said, "This is the token of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. I do set my bow in the cloud, and it shall be for a token of a covenant." Between me and the earth. When you get home you can read verse 15, 16 and 17. When you get home. So let's go from Noah to Abraham. Genesis chapter 14 verse number 13. Genesis chapter 14 verse 13. And there came one that had escaped. And told Abraham the Hebrew for he dwelt in the plain of Mamre. An Amorite brother of Eskol. And brother of Anna. And these were confederates with Abraham. These were confederates. That's what i like you to underline. These were confederates with Abraham. That word confederate means they were in covenant. They were in covenant. Confederates with Abraham. It means they were in covenant. Give me that same Genesis where we read verse 14. Genesis 14 14. And when Abraham heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his trained servants born in his own house 318 and pursued them unto Dan. And pursued them unto Dan. So when Abraham heard, because they were in confederacy, he went out. Please listen carefully to the essence of this. Why was that story dropped there? Then Melchizedek comes afterwards. Because you are about to see what a covenant is. Somebody else was hurt. But because we are in covenant, I go after his enemies. So having laid that foundation for you in Genesis 14, afterwards... In Genesis chapter 15, God says to Abraham, I will redeem thy seed when they get into trouble. I will come in like a kinsman redeemer. I will come in like a kinsman redeemer. So, the culture of confederacy or covenant is always to be on your side. Is always to be on your side genesis chapter 15 verse 18 genesis chapter 15 verse 18 in the same day the lord made a covenant with abraham saying unto thy seed have i given this land from the great from the river of egypt unto the great river the river Euphrates. have i given take note of giving have i given this land so in a covenant, there is responsibility. Responsibility. I'd like you to write down this so you can study at home in your further studies. Genesis 17, verse 2, verse 4, verse 7, verse 9, 10, 11, 13, 14, 19. Genesis 17, 2, 4, seven nine ten eleven thirteen fourteen and nineteen give me that genesis 17 verse 21 where isaac is also mentioned but my covenant will i establish with isaac which Sarah shall bear unto thee at this set time in the next year so you are the covenant of one who is almighty coming to a man to say We will be partners. We will be partners. And I will save you. I will justify you in my righteousness. Then you will be my partner to reach the world. I will save you. I will justify you in righteousness. Then, this is the intent. This is the intent. You will be my partner to reach the world. That's what the covenant means here. So, in Genesis 21, 27. Genesis chapter 21, verse number 27. And Abraham took sheep and oxen and gave them unto Abimelech. And both of them made a covenant. Both of them made a covenant. Now, give me 28 to 33. 28. And Abraham set seven ewe lambs of the flock by themselves. And Abimelech said unto Abraham... What mean these seven ewe lambs which thou hast set by themselves? And he said, For these seven ewe lambs shalt thou take off my hand, that they may be a witness unto me that I have digged this well. Wherefore he called that place Beersheba, because there they swore both of them. Give me the next verse. There they swore both of them. Thus they made a covenant at Beersheba. Then Abimelech rose up and and chief captain of his host and they return into the land of the Philistines 33, take note of 33 and Abraham planted a grove in Besheba and called there on the name of the Lord the everlasting God which means Abraham gives a proof to him I am your partner forever Abraham gives a proof to him that they will be partners forever so this sets the background to what we will read in genesis chapter 22 remember there we have abraham knowing that if there will be a sacrifice if there will be a sacrifice so abraham takes isaac onto mount moriah it's in their culture to offer sacrifices to deities or to idols or to gods it was in their culture offering sacrifices to deities or to gods or to idols but they going to mount moriah isaac begins to ask a question where is the offering by isaac asking that question Abraham knows already that he has a covenant pact. Remember, Shaddai came to Abraham and said, I will make a covenant with you. Okay? So, on their way to Mount Moriah to offer sacrifice, which is in their culture, to offer sacrifice to deities. Okay? Isaac turns to the father because we are going for sacrifice to deity, but there's no animal. It's all like what we always do. Where is the animal? I, Abraham, knowing that he has a covenant with God, said, I have someone who just like myself and Abimelech, or... The confederacy of Genesis chapter 14. When he went after Lot's enemies. He said. The Lord himself. The Lord himself. Shall provide. A lamb. And he calls the name of the place. Jareh. Having understood the meaning of that covenant. Showed to his son abraham showed to his son god now tells him in genesis 22 verse 17 please put it up for me genesis 22 17 pay attention that in blessing i will bless thee and in multiplying i will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven and as the sandwiches upon the seashore and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies the writer of hebrews will reference this same scripture in Hebrews chapter 6 verse 13. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 13. For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. 14. Saying, surely blessing I will bless thee and multiplying I will multiply thee. Mm, Pay attention. And then he now says, By two immutable things, it was impossible for God to lie. So, He gave Abraham an oath and a promise. Look up everybody. He gave Abraham an oath and a promise. This is the background of what he said. He gave him an oath. Okay. I swear. That's an oath. That means I swear by my life. To be there for you. I swear by my life. To always be with you. That's the oath. And the way it goes. Not only to Abraham. But to his seed. So the concept of covenant is that. He takes responsibility. Since he is the big one. The almighty. That is why in the provision of the sacrifice. It is not Abraham that will provide. Because it was not initiated by Abraham. It was initiated by the big one. Almighty. All right, so stay with me in taking responsibility, he takes responsibility for it. Not only that, he supplies everything Abraham will need to carry out the task. Everything he calls Abraham to fulfill a task. Ay, ay, The Lord appeared to Abraham. Get thee out of your father's house to a land I will show you. I will bless you. I will make you a blessing. And in you shall all families of the earth be blessed. That's the call. I will make my covenant between me and you and your seed. Abraham in response to Shaddai takes Isaac to explain to Isaac what pact, what partnership, what treaty he has with the almighty. On their way, don't forget, the blessing of Abraham is to Abraham and the seed. So he's explaining to his seed the partnership he has with an ally. Because that partnership affects the Allah, I mean, affects the seed, and that partnership is supposed to affect all families of the earth. Am I teaching good? Okay. So now, hey, they are going to offer sacrifice to deity. On their way, Isaac says, "Where is the animal?" But Abraham, knowing that deity approached him. Deity came to him and said, I will make a covenant with you. So deity will be responsible for all the supplies for that covenant. So Isaac now says, I see wood, but there's no animal. And then Abraham says, just like I and Abimelech had a pact and there was responsibility. In this case, I and deity don't have a pact, but deity makes a pact with me. So as we are going, The Lord shall provide himself. That is what I'm explaining to you, Isaac, is that me and deity have a pact. But in order for you to know that I have an ally in the Almighty. As we are going, when we get there, the Almighty will produce an animal. Which is a proof that he has a pact with me. So, they arrive Moriah. Isaac is put on the altar. And, the heavens open. Don't touch him. See the animal. So now, Isaac has been educated that there is a pact between God and his father and him. Which will translate to all the families of the earth. And that partnership is the blessing. When I come, why am I in a hurry? When I come, I will come in the fullness of the blessing of the gospel. I will bless you and I will make you a maker of disciples. You can see where I'm going, right? <laughs> can you guys see where i'm going okay all right stay with me stay with me okay god calls abraham to fulfill a task abraham is wondering how will he do it remember the beginning in genesis 12 god says to abraham you will fulfill a task to all nations of the earth and abraham is confused God says, you know what? I will come in covenant with you. Which means, I will provide everything. Okay? You will need to carry out this tax into all the earth. It includes the sacrifice, providing the sacrifice, including all that is needed to serve. So this takes us into the four gospels. Matthew 26, 28. Matthew 26.28 For this is my blood. Mm. Mm. Anybody in the service? For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Wow. Which is shed for many. And Mark chapter 14. So Jesus says, this is the blood of the new covenant. Now, this is the word that throws people off balance. Please pay attention. The word diethike. D-I-E-T-H-E-K-E, diethike. The interesting thing about diethike again is, you know, in the first service I said, when you are involved in interpreting scripture by teaching, And when you are a secondary interpreter, okay, when you are not the primary, when you are a secondary interpreter, the first thing to do is hear what the first person heard. In order for you to hear what they heard, you must read what they read. Because when you sit in that audience to hear what they heard, then you can interpret what they heard. You cannot interpret what you did not hear, okay, as a secondary interpreter. What did they hear? What did Abraham hear when God said, I am going to make a covenant with you? Was he hearing sacrifice or a partnership? Huh? Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. Yes, he was hearing partnership, partnership, okay? Partnership is to fulfill what God told him to do. So let's read that into the words of Jesus. So Jesus is on the Passover table. The Passover table reminds us of what? Huh? 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 The Passover table reminds us of what? Huh? You are not even speaking confidently it reminds us of where god fulfills his next of keen promise to redeem israel the events are not lost because the events are as relevant as they were then what were the events jesus did not choose Pentecost to die deliberately. He did not choose Feast of Tabernacles to die. He didn't choose any other feast. He chose the Passover. In other words, he wants you to see his death as Passover. So he says here in Matthew 26, 28, at the passover table and of course in mark chapter 14 this blood is the new covenant or this is the new covenant in my blood shed for the remission of sins of many so i am thinking i am thinking why then do we have a weak word like daithike in the greek because the greek do not have that culture they don't have that culture of cutting covenants the greeks don't have it so that that's why in their vocabulary they do not have a word that will transliterate bereth so they use daithike because it's not in their culture Remember I told you even the very culture of confederacy and allies was never between natural and supernatural. It's strange. God is offering such a covenant to man. So within the same context, we come to the Greeks who do not have the culture. Even where they have the culture, deity never comes to the natural. It's always between the natural And the natural. So it is strange now. For deity to come to humanity. And say. I will make a covenant. Alright. Then how much less in the Greek. Where covenant is not even recognized. That's why they have a weak word. Like dietiki In the Greek language. Now please stay with me. So now. What word do we have? The Greeks have contract. They have contract or agreement. So it gives us a feeling that is a contract we both signed. You fail, it fails. You succeed, it succeeds. Is that a contract? Yeah. If you ever signed a contract before where you fulfill your part and I fulfill my part, that's the way we're going to read it. If you fail in the contract, I fail. If you succeed, I succeed. That's what they call breach of contract. Have you heard of that? Okay. I say You breach the contract, I will sue you. Then you now say to him, I breached the contract because you were the first who breached it. So what happens? No contract. Because contract means I do, you do, you don't do, I don't do. Now that is the weak way the Greeks explains what happened between God and man in Abraham. Now, that's weak, okay? Because um, uh, in the Greek culture, that word doesn't exist. Though they found the word dieteke to explain it, but, you know, what they were saying is bereft in the Hebrew. So, if that is it, which means that when Jesus said at the Passover table, this is the new covenant, blood of the new covenant, shed for remission of sins. My mind quickly goes to what God says to Abraham. So, instead of reading my transliteration from the Greek, I would rather look at the book of Luke chapter 1 and see the utterance of Zechariah. Luke chapter 1 verse 70. Please pay attention now. Luke chapter 1 verse number 70. And he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets which have been since the world begun. 71. That we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us. 72. Pay attention now. To perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant and to remember his holy covenant. Seventy-three. The oath which he swore to our father Abraham. Pay attention to seventy-four now. Seventy-four. That he will grant unto us that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear. Second, that verse. Might serve him. Without fear, having delivered us, which means the reason for redemption, the reason for the deliverance is to serve, blessed to be a blessing that we might serve Him. Give me 75. Look at 75. Verse 70. How are we going to serve Him in holiness? and righteousness before him all the days of our lives 76 and thou child shall be called the prophet of the highest for thou shalt go before the face of the lord to prepare his way now take note of verse 77 to give knowledge of salvation unto his people how By the remission of their sins. Now that's the Abrahamic covenant. That's the Abrahamic covenant. Put that 77 up for me. To give knowledge of salvation unto his people. By the remission of their sins. 78. Through the tender mercy of our God. Whereby the day spring from on high. had visited us. Pay attention to 79 now. To give light to them that sit in darkness. And in the shadow of death. To guide our feet into the way of peace. That is the Abrahamic covenant. Okay. So you see God saves us. To what intent? To service. God saves us to service. Okay. That's the intent. To service. What service? To be light to those in the darkness. So that we can be light to those in the darkness. So covenant means, I will save you, and walk through you to save others. That's the meaning of covenant. That's the meaning of the the covenant that God made with Abraham. I will save you, and through you, save others. Please stay with me. Confirming what he said to Abraham. So, diethiki, which is a Greek word, can only do as much, but it carries a lot of narratives that we will require to go back to the original text which is the Old Testament. Again, remember, are you still here or you've gone home? Remember, when you say God's word, God's word, every time you say, we want to study God's word. God's word is Genesis to Malachi. God's word is Genesis to Malachi. <clears throat> God's word is Genesis to Malachi. Luke twenty two nineteen, 19. <clears throat> Luke 22, verse 19. And he took bread and gave thanks and broke it and gave it unto them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. Verse 20. Likewise, also the cup. After supper saying. This cup. Is the new testament. In my blood. Which is shared. For you. Some people you know. Because of. Um, a lot of. You know. Yeah, some people say well. There is a difference between covenant and testament. Testament is not covenant. Covenant is not testament. You know grammar is your problem. When you think like that, grammar is your problem. Because it's the same thing. Acts 3.25. Who is on that computer? Ernest, please check for me. Somebody on that computer is not paying attention to this service. He's just there to be punching keyboard. That's all. He's not listening to the teaching. Otherwise, you won't be living in scripture staying throughout, even when I'm not reading. Please quickly get him out. Get somebody who is serious. Somebody who is in this service. You are the children of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers. Saying unto Abraham and in thy seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed. Did you see that verse of scripture? Everybody, let's read together. Everybody want to go. You are the children of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our father saying unto abraham what did he say to abraham and in thy seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed i thought somebody would shout glory there you know there are some scriptures they are called shouting scriptures when you read them you just shout this is one of those shouting scriptures so let's read it again and then we shout at the end of it you know acts three twenty-five. put it up quickly acts three can we go one to go You are the children of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our father saying unto Abraham and in thy seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed. Glory! So the covenant of God is to save us. That's the covenant, to save us. Then we are available for him to walk through us. To save us. Then we are available to him. For him to walk through us. Notice. In thy seed. Shall all kindreds. Of the earth. Be blessed. Which means. The covenant is for us. To reach the world. The covenant is to reach the world. I love the way the, you know, brother E.W. Kenyon puts it in the blood covenant. He mentions the story of David Livingstone, all right, one of the missionaries, that he gets into an African community, which is historical, by the way. They go in and say, okay, we will come. They meet the chief of the land. We will come into your land and they will literally cut themselves into what we call a blood covenant. What it means is, when blood covenants are caught, the implication is I have your back and you have mine. So, and you will help me in how I will reach this place. That was how a lot of missionaries reached African countries and African communities. They caught a covenant between the missionary and the natives of the land. Okay? And when they caught the covenant, They now give them access to those communities. So through their contract, they reach those communities and villages. Of course, you won't do that today because you know you will get into trouble. Now, so God literally comes to man and he cuts covenant. So that man can trust him and give him access to the families of the earth. are you following because when back historically when they cut covenant between the missionaries and the africans that covenant was the basis for trust the basis for reliability and that covenant gave the missionaries access to the african communities and nobody dares touch the missionaries because you touch them you touch the people of that community that's how Missionaries invaded Africa with the gospel. Now, so God literally did that with man so that his word can reach the nations of the earth. I'm teaching good here. Now, Genesis chapter 15, where you know we begin to see that word used, imagery was used there because Jesus reads, you know, uh, two texts together. Genesis 15 verse 9. Pay attention. Please listen carefully. Genesis 15 verse 9. And he said unto him, Take me an heifer of three years old, and a she-goat of three years old, and a ram of three years old, and a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. Next verse. And he took unto him all these, and divided them in the midst, and laid each piece one against another. But the birds divided he not. And when the fowls came down upon the carcass, Abraham drove them away. And when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abraham. And lo, an horror of great darkness fell upon him. And he said unto Abraham, Know of a shorty that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them four hundred years. God literally cuts a blood covenant. Now, watch this. Verse 17. Genesis 15, 17. And it came to pass that when the sun went down and it was dark, behold, a smoking furnace and a burning lamp that passed between those pieces. Okay, the blood walk. All right, all of that was part of it. So, God literally cut a blood covenant. What was in their culture? Was that you cut a blood covenant to show that my life is in this. My life. Because blood is life. Okay. God shows Abraham this in a picture. And says to Abraham, just like you you guys cut blood covenant, I am cutting the same with you and saying, my life, My life as God is on the line now. And he shows Abraham that covenant cutting in an imagery in a vision. Okay, pay attention. Now, God shows Abraham this picture. And Abraham at this point begins to understand the import of what God is saying the death of jesus therefore becomes a necessity which means unlike in their part when two people cut a covenant somebody guarantees you know somebody guarantees there is covenant initiator there is covenant respondent and there is covenant guarantee in the cutting of a covenant in the culture of those people There was a covenant initiator. That's the principle. A covenant respondent. And a covenant guarantee. Now God stands as the guarantee of all he says. Which says, if I fail, I fail. If I fail, I will be responsible. I am at the back of all I say. It's no more... What I say depends on you. Mm -mm. If I fail, I fail. And I take responsibility. Because I am at the back of what I say. It is a self-guaranteeing commitment. A self-fulfilling commitment. That is not dependent on anybody. But on the covenant initiator. Stay with me. So God stands at the back of his word. And Abraham believed in the Lord. He accepted all that the Lord said to him. And in the next few days, we will explore a lot more into this. So what do we have in the blood of Jesus? In the blood of Jesus, we have a servant who births servants. In the blood of Jesus, we have a son who births sons. Acts chapter 7 verse 8. Let's examine brother Stephen's popular sermon. And he gave him the covenant of circumcision. And so Abraham begat Isaac and circumcised him the eighth day. And Isaac begat Jacob and Jacob begat the twelve patriarchs. He gave him a covenant. Pay attention write these scriptures down because we're going to examine them Romans 9:4, 9, 4, 9, 4, and Romans 11:27 we will examine them later okay let's focus on 1 Corinthians 11:25 where Paul makes a note of Luke 22:20 20. 1 Corinthians 11:25 after the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped saying this cup is the new testament in my blood this do ye as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me, brother. Luke will say, You show the lost death till he comes. What's the function of that? What he's simply saying is that we serve one another, that's what he's simply talking about. We serve one another, we are bonded by the love of God. And because of that love that binds us together in the covenant of God, we serve one another. That's what he's talking about. Showing the Lord's death till he comes. To serve one another. Now, 2 Corinthians 3.14 <clears throat> Pay attention. But their minds were blinded. For until this day, remained the same veil on taking away. Where? In the reading of the Old Testament, underline Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ, the Old Testament, Galatians three fifteen, Galatians three fifteen, brethren, I speak after the manner of men, though it be but a man's covenant, yet if it be confirmed, no man it or added thereto. A man's covenant. A man's covenant. Galatians 3.17 Galatians 3.17 And this I say that the covenant that was confirmed before of God in Christ the law which was 430 years after cannot disannul that it shall make the promise of non-effect. Underline the word the promise. So we have the old testament, we have a man's covenant, then we have the promise, and he tells you what the promise is in verse 8. So Galatians 3 8. Let's see what the promise is. Woo! And the scripture foreseeing that God will justify the hidden through faith, preached before. The gospel unto Abraham. What did God preach to Abraham? The gospel. So when God said to Abraham, I will bless you. What was that? The gospel. So what is the gospel? The gospel is the preaching of the blessing. What is the blessing? The forgiveness of sins. So what was the Abrahamic covenant? The Abrahamic covenant was that I, God, have taken it on myself to do everything to ensure that all of your sins are no more a barrier between myself and yourself. It is on me to make sure of that. If I have to die, I will die. If I have to rise, I will rise. Whatever I have to do, it is my responsibility. But listen carefully. I'm going to do everything I need to do on my part to ensure that nothing stands between me and you. And Abraham says, "I believe, and by believing, it was enacted. That's why today, when you believe what Jesus has done in his death, burial and resurrection, you are initiated into a union with God that can never be separated. Am I talking to somebody here? If you're hearing me shout, I hear you. Pay attention. God preached before the gospel to Abraham. Paul calls that covenant the promise. And he calls the promise the gospel. He calls the covenant the promise and he calls the promise the gospel. Galatians 3:17. <clears throat> Galatians 3:17. And this I say that the covenant that was confirmed before of God in Christ. The law which was 430 years after cannot all that it should make the promise of none effect. So he calls it the covenant. Galatians 3.18 Galatians 3.18 For if the inheritance be of the law, it is no more of promise. But God gave it to Abraham how? By promise. Okay? By promise. So he calls that promise the gospel. He calls that promise that God made unto Abraham. That he will raise Jesus from the dead. The gospel. So what is the gospel? The gospel is the message of the resurrection. That has been the plan from the beginning. Please listen carefully. Listen carefully. Because we are about to just navigate our way. And bring out the reality of this gospel from the Genesis. From the Genesis. That it has always been the plan of God. What we call the Great Commission. The preaching of the gospel. That's been the plan from the beginning. That has been God's mandate, God's purpose, God's plan, God's assignment for mankind. He saves you and walks through you to save others. That's been the plan. I'm teaching good here. Yeah, that's been the plan from the beginning of time. Mm -mm. Now, Galatians Mm 4.24. Galatians 4.24 to 28. Which things are an allegory for these are the two covenants, the one from Mount Sinai with gendered to bondage, which is Agar. next verse for this agar is mount sinai in arabia and answer to jerusalem which now is and is in bondage with her children but jerusalem which is above is free which is the mother of all of us or us all for it is written rejoice thou barren that bearest not break forth and cry thou that travelest not for the desolate hath many more children than she which had an husband now we brethren as isaac was are the children of promise We are what? Ephesians 2.12 Ephesians chapter 2 Verse number 12 That at that time You were without Christ Being aliens From the commonwealth of Israel And strangers From the covenants Of promise So having no hope And without God Where? In the world Strangers From the covenants of what? Promise. 2 Corinthians 3.14 again. 3.14 But their minds were blinded. For until this day remained the same veil on taking away in the reading of the Old Testament. Old Testament. Which veil is done away in Christ? The only time you will see where brother Paul uses the word Old Testament or New Testament. That Corinthians, you won't find new covenant. The only place you will find new covenant is in First Corinthians eleven twenty-five, which is a code from Luke twenty-two twenty, because Brother Paul read Luke to write the message of Corinthians. He got it from Luke. That is in the New Testament. Now, First Corinthians eleven twenty-five stay with me first corinthians eleven twenty-five. 25 after the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying this cup is the new testament in my blood this do ye as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me second corinthians 3 14. second corinthians 3 14 for their minds were blinded for until this day remained the same veil on taking away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ? Then he closes it with Second Corinthians five seventeen. Second Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if there any in Christ, a new creature, all things, old covenant, all things. Context, pretext Chapter 3 verse 4, Old Testament Chapter 5 Old things are passed away Behold All things New Testament in my blood All things are new Teaching good all things are new. So what does he call Old Testament here? Listen carefully, I beg of you. The Old Testament here is limited to what happens in Exodus, precisely. The Old Testament is limited to what happened in Exodus, precisely in the day of provocation. In the day of provocation. The Old Testament is written in ink. Verse three of that Corinthians, Second Corinthians three three, written in ink. Then verse six, Brother Paul says we are able ministers of the New Testament, which is a direct quote from Jeremiah thirty one thirty one, a direct quote from Jeremiah. 31 31 give me that jeremiah quickly 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 jeremiah 31 31 behold the days come saith the lord that i will make a new covenant with the house of israel and with the house of judah so first corinthians eleven twenty-five and second corinthians 3 6 which is like a contrast between what is in the heart and What is on stones? A contrast. What is in the heart and what is on stones? What is in ink and what is by the spirit of God? What is in ink and what is by the spirit of God? It doesn't stop there. He says engraving in stones Then he says, one by the spirit. Contrast. So, the phrase Old Testament has to do with the events of Exodus. The events of Exodus. Where he says there's a veil upon their hearts. So, the phrase Old Testament is not books. It's a particular event. That phrase, Old Testament, it's not books. It's a particular event. And he says, it fades away. The Old Testament fades away because it's a, a particular event. Written on stones. And he says, it brought condemnation. And it brought death. It brought condemnation And it brought death. So whatever he calls Old Testament had to do with their disobedience. The day of provocation. Old Testament has to do with a particular event called the day of provocation. That's the Old Testament. When they disobeyed. You know the disobedience of Israel towards the covenant of promise is what is called the Old Covenant. So he brought in a physical emblem you know Moses he brought in a physical emblem similar to idol worship why? they are disobedient people (laughs) they are disobedient people and the best way to communicate with a disobedient people is to give them emblems you know you know Uh, i want to say something now have you gone home okay good you know when people are culturally used to native doctors naturally okay when a culture is exposed to native doctors where everybody from grandfather to 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 fathers to children all of them are native doctorism okay is in their is in their upbringing is in their culture okay and is big in africa of course but there are some some cultures there are some languages within africa even in nigeria that are more devoted to rituals and native doctorism now so when that kind of thing is in their culture where you go to consult with a man who is a go-between, between you and spirits. So because you cannot reach spirits, you have been made to believe that that man has access to spirits. So when you have a problem, you come to that man. Then that man asks you to bring certain things. So you bring. Okay, that's a culture. Then when you bring, the man collects it. He talks to spirits and from the spirits, he gives you something to carry. And as long as you're holding that thing, you believe that those spirits are there to guide you. So when a culture is full of that and the gospel that has been brought to that culture is a gospel of things. They don't struggle to, to transition. In fact, there is no transition It is the same thing. So, they now give you a bottle of oil. It makes sense. They ask you to bring sand from the village. Ah, uh-uh, It is your comfort zone. They ask you to bring a piece of cloth called mantle. It is your natural environment. Then, when you bring it, they now take it from you, or they ask you to raise it up. Let them speak to spirits, so that the spirits can do something then you now take it home and you have faith in that thing, you are actually in idol worship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so when a radical revelation preacher like Abel Damina says, throw away the bottle, throw away the handkerchief, throw away the bread and the wine, you now say, no, he's an enemy. No. This is the man you should listen to. The reason that one, that one looks real is because it is not different from what you were doing culturally. That's why there is an Africanization of the gospel and it has neutralized the gospel and the gospel has no power. So that's why when native doctors wear suit and perfume and wear designer wristwatch and look at you and say 080 333 444 Who is that? is my number i hear i hear i hear i hear amara amara that's my name I hear I hear, I hear I hear i hear that's my village you are flabbergasted because the same thing you have in your culture from spirits is what you got in church. but when i now say sit down and i begin to combat those ideologies bringing you into your realities in christ you don't need a man to talk to God, you and God are inside each other. Am I communicating at all? So, gradually, I win you from things. I win you. Where now you travel without a bottle, where now you sleep. Without a Bible under the pillow. Where now you go to business without tying handkerchief on your neck. Where now you go for visa interview without anointing your eyebrows. So I have weaned you from being a ritualist to a new creation. Yeah, we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus. Unto good works, which God before ordained, that we shall walk in them. So now you know that God said, I will live in them. (laughs) I will walk in them. I will be their God. They shall be my sons and daughters. I thought somebody in this building will shout in this place. Now sit down, give me five minutes and I'm done with what I'm teaching. So Moses gives them emblems. Why? Because they are a disobedient people and they are in the day of provocation under the Old Testament an event. An event for people whose hearts are callous. For people whose hearts are insensitive. So they cannot they can't fathom spirituals because their hearts are callous. Their hearts are insensitive. The only thing that makes sense is what they can see, what they can hold. You go to native doctor, they give you talisman. They say, put in your pocket and don't let anybody touch it. So you protect the talisman. You come to church, they give you olive oil. Let nobody touch it. Only take it when you are in prayer. So you keep the bottle where nobody can reach, even you yourself then before you touch it, you have to be in prayer before you can touch it so you do not corrupt what is inside. Now you are holding bottle not knowing that the bigger than the bottle is inside you, the anointing you have received of him abides in you. Am I teaching good? Tell your neighbor, away with the emblems. I have the reality. Living on my inside. Things that were to remain temporary were given to them. Even through God's goals was their heart. So, Moses now uses figures of speech. He had to use symbols because of the hardness of their hearts. This is what is called the Old Testament. That is why it fades away. That's why the obvious fruit of the Old Testament is unbelief. The obvious fruit of the Old Testament is unbelief. The book of Hebrews will give us a lot more into this subject. Because the book of Hebrews is much more explicit in what I am communicating. But for this service, let's suffice it to stop here. God has given birth to a generation of men, supernatural men, men of the spirit, men of the spirit, not of the later, for the later kill it, but of the spirit. For the spirit giveth life. Somebody say the spirit is life. life. I didn't hear you. What did God say in Genesis? What were the first words that came out of the mouth of God in Genesis chapter 1 verse 3? Light be. Light was. Yahweh is light. Yahweh. Hayah. Is light. Why light? Darkness in verse 2. What was the first activity? What enabled. Okay. What was the first activity of God in Genesis chapter 1? Light. He spoke light. What enabled the speaking? The Spirit. The Spirit moved God's. Light be. So Yahweh. Sets realities. In motion. Light be. John will explain better. In him. Was life. And the life. Was the light. The spirit is life. The life. The life is light. And the light shines in darkness. And the darkness comprehends it So life is light. Spirit is life. So when the spirit moved, what was moving? Life. What came out of life? Light. Stand up. Let me close this service. you still in the building? So what is inside you today? What is that life? What is that light? So what is inside you? You are born. You are born. So by implication, if you are born of the spirit, what is inside you? Life. And what is that life? Light. And what is the job of that light? To shine where? Where is darkness? Who are those in the darkness? Unbelievers. So when we go to preach to an unbeliever, what are we supplying? Light. And when they receive the light, what are they receiving? Life. When they receive the life, what are they receiving? The spirit. That's what we call the gospel. So, the book of Genesis opened with the great commission: preach the gospel. Genesis 1, 2, and 3. The summary is: go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And lo, I am Yahweh. I am what I am. I will be what I will. Now, in case you are lost, get the first service. <laughs> get the message of the first service. Because what I'm doing now is I'm synchronizing the two services. Oh, the spirit is alive. Say with me very loud, the great commission on my mind. Say, mission is on my mind. Say, making disciples is on my mind. I am God's vessel. I am God's sanctuary. I am God's instrument of shining the light in the midst of darkness. And I will shine this light brighter than ever before. I didn't hear a powerful amen lift your right hands to heaven, father i pray for everybody under the sound of my voice in this service those watching online on radio and those in the house centers and campuses all over the world that this light this revelation grows big on your inside and this mandate becomes very clear this purpose this plan this agenda and this program of god to reach the nations of the earth that in us in us recipients of grace in us recipients of god's promise in us partakers of the inheritance of the sons of god partakers of the inheritance of god's life partakers of the inheritance of god's spirit that in us shall all nations of the earth be blessed that when we come we come to them in the fullness of the blessing of the gospel, to preach to them the forgiveness of sins, I pray that everybody in this house wears on him or herself this mandate intentionally and deliberately to flood the earth with the gospel of Christ, and we rejoice that everyone is being equipped a, an army of men. An army of men are rising, a colossus of men, equipped and empowered to bring the glorious light of the gospel, and to to bigadogawa, yakina manaso, karatu meketa, jakuta makata, egeba logeda ganagoro, rotuka manaki rekita nakata lagada, igabayo tuka kakia, mashato berika, tanaka, 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 Koroto, Sikaya, Jajo, 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 Jajo. Hey, Shokuba, Lebira, Rakuda, Lekena, Rakato, Rakaya, Ash, Meriandoa, 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 to proclaim the truths of Christ. To proclaim the liberty of men, to announce the liberation of men. Hey, says God, it's a glorious exodus, a glorious exodus. Men that sit in darkness are moving out in a glorious exodus into the glorious liberty of sons. Yeah, the time is now. The time is now, and saith God, I rely on you and i rely on my equipping of you i rely on my deposit in you i have faith in you saith god i have confidence in what i have put on your inside saith god and i know that you will not fail you will fulfill this assignment you will carry out this mission and you will confidently manifest my word you will manifest The blessedness of this mandate to men who have never known it. And saith God, all that you need and all that you will ever require, I have supplied already. So fear not. Fear not. Rise up. Rise up. Quit you like a man. And go forth. For the harvest is ripe. The harvest is white. The harvest is ready. You go. Put in the sickle. Put in the sickle. Put in the sickle. Says the spirit of God. Praise you father. Thank you father. Oh hallelujah. Lift your hands and give him praise. And give him thanks. All over the building. Just wave those hands. Shakayada, Shakayada, Shakayada. Hogos are go kakari nakata. Oh Oh. Times of refreshing. Times of refreshing. sha Joy. Joy. Joy for the mass salvation of souls. Joy in heaven. Men are coming to the kingdom. Men are coming to the light. Men are coming to their realities. Men are coming into the hold of salvation. Men and women, they are coming in. It's time. Time of rejoicing. Time of rejoicing in heaven. Because of the massive harvest of souls. The husbandman has long waited for it. Has had patience for it. But yay, there is an awakening. There is a movement. There is a people rising, a people rising that will ensure, that will ensure, that will ensure, that will ensure that men come to this light. That this gospel gets to every man. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Father. And I declare upon everyone who's hearing the sound of my, my voice. You are blessed to be a blessing. Say it three times very loud. I am blessed to be a blessing say it two more times shout it one more time i didn't hear powerful amen the lord spoke to me a few days ago while i was praying and studying and meditating and and just staying with him and the lord said to me to ask every one of you in this house and all of you online all of power city global all the campuses every community where power city is Or the Bible study centers. Global. From tomorrow Monday. To next Sunday. Every day. We are going to spend an hour. Praying only in the spirit. Here in the house. So every one of you have to readjust your schedule. Readjust your plan. If you are working in an office. Make your break. 12 to 1. The whole of this week. okay? Once it is 12. Or quarter to 12. Find your way in here we're going to be blasting for an hour and every one of you need to be here because of what God will be doing among us as we tabernacle together in the place of prayer. The days ahead and the weeks ahead and the months ahead. We can begin by the spirit of God to set things in place and call things to be and create an atmosphere that enables us to carry out God's purpose, God's plan and God's agenda. How many of you understand what I'm talking about? So all of you, every one of you, listen carefully. How many times do you hear me say the Lord spoke to me? You, you hardly hear me say those things because, you know, I, I don't have to say it. But when I say it, you must take it serious. Whatever it is that will engage you, tell it to wait first. God first. We're here every day, 12 to 1. Online we will be live. All the platforms, Twitter, Instagram. YouTube, Facebook, Kingdom Life Network will be live on all platforms. But this is how it will happen. 11 o'clock, the church doors will be open. Everything will be on. I will be teaching from 11 to 12 to create an atmosphere of faith for the prayers. So there will be teaching going on for one hour. As you are coming in, you will be coming into teaching. As you are driving in from 11 o'clock, you will be coming into teaching. At 12 on the dot, teaching will stop. We start to blast till 1 o'clock. At 1, we release you to go you can break your fast by that one and you can fast till evening you can even fast till the next day that's your personal choice but my instructions as your pastor is in the morning you wake up no breakfast you arrive here without food then we pray together then you go and break it or continue as you will desire if it's clear, can I hear a powerful amen? amen? I'm saying that now because we will soon be signing off the, uh, the online audience and they need to know this. So online will be live. Listen to me, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram and all around the world. Uh, it's t- ele- 12 noon, the prayer Nigerian time, which is 11 o'clock UK time, 11 o'clock Ghana time one o'clock south african time two o'clock east africa nairobi and all of that kenya Mombasa and all of that and uh, one o'clock the sadik region botswana zimbabwe zambia uh, you know and all of the south african region then the united kingdom 11 americas will be about six or seven depending on what part of america you're in but it's gonna be a, a, a very bloody week for the devil It's going to be bloody for the kingdom of darkness. The sons are here. If they're here, can I hear a powerful amen? So, from tomorrow, and it's going to be every day, I want you to devote this week and just make yourself available. Let's see how we create God's purpose on the earth. Can I hear a powerful amen? Are you blessed this morning? Grab an offering we want to give in honor of Christ. Everybody online on TV, I'll be joining Mr. Michael Bush in the next two minutes or so so that we can answer questions, answer phone calls, respond to your queries, and make sure clarity comes to you by the word of his grace. All right? So lift up your offerings, everybody. We give in faith, we give, you know, uh, sacrificially, we give intentionally, we give joyfully. Our monies are instruments of warfare, enriching the families of the earth with the blessing. Everybody is standing except you have a particular condition where you cannot stand. But otherwise, everybody stand. Lift up your offerings, Father. We re- we rejoice and we rejoice in faith for the privilege to honor your word. We give with joy and we give in honor. Our offerings are a sweet smell before you. And I declare for everybody giving, every need of yours is met supernaturally. Favors are released in your direction. In the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise for answered prayer in Jesus' precious name. And every believer says a powerful amen. Now, listen carefully. Last Sunday, we asked people to partner with this ministry. If you're watching online on TV or on radio, you want to be a partner of this ministry for the next 12 months, or you were a partner but you are here to renew your partnership, or you were not here last Sunday. Yeah, it is partnership season because this year we will do greater things together as we partner through your finances, and through your support, so we can reach the ends of the earth. Some of you, apart from your monthly commitment to partner, you can make up your mind this year to embark on a gospel project. One of our projects, you can take it up yourself and execute it. After all, you do projects for yourself. You you embark on things and achieve them. This year you can decide to devote a part of your resources to fund a particular kingdom project. I'm telling you, you can do that this year. Because this year is is the year of getting this gospel. It's the year of, you know, making ourselves accountable to God with our resources. If you want to do that, just send an email to Dr. Abel Damina at yahoo.com. Shoot me a mail. Indicate that you want to partner with me. And every month this is what you want to give. And for those who want to take care of projects, you can also indicate I'm interested in projects. Then I will send you a list of our projects and you can decide on which one of them to execute. And I want to thank you for being available. I want to thank you for being a part of this house. And I want to thank you for your partnership. I'm expecting your emails right now. You will get responses from me. But I want you to know we love you. We're looking forward to having all of you tomorrow as the service begins. We'll be be live online from 11 a.m. But the prayers begin at 12 noon. But we love you guys and uh, I'll be joining Mr. Michael Bush in the other studio so that together we can respond to you. And until we see you in the other studio, enjoy the grace of Christ. Let's celebrate viewers around the world for being a part of this service this morning. Glory! Amen! Amen! I'm Woo! Mr. Michael Bush. Hit we're going to this segment right now. Praise God. Global Baba. Hey, the Intercontinental.
1: Good to see you sir
0: Good to see you
1: Mm. I thought you put those hands together For our international audience Let me just quickly do this Especially also for our radio audience Before we get down to the nitty gritty Of um, today's program The account details um, As follows The account name Power City International There are free banks as usual FCMB Zenith and UBA. i start with Zenith on this edition of the program. 10, twelve, thirty-six, fifty-nine, 12. That is for Zenith. Power City International is the name, UBA number 2, twenty-six four six five. 465. Bank um, account name, Steel Power City International. And finally, um, FCMB 2982, 68, 20, 28. FCMB 2982, 68, 2028, 20, Steel. Power City International. For sponsorship, you know, Global Baba also talked about um, partnership. You want to partner, you want to support. The number for you to call in case you don't find the account number, to have the account number is plus two three four eight oh three two seven five six one zero four, Or you use the email at that is um, Dr. Abel Damina. Dr. is dr. Abel Damina at yahoo.com. Okay, Global Baba, we are almost set to go. I'd like to, at this point, welcome the team. Uh, members of which make this program possible day in, day out. I'll start with my producer, and that is Pastor I. G. Aquery. Just moving away, please put your hands together for him. He works with a crop of very dynamic young people, and they do so, so well. Can you also put your hands together for all of them? My name is Michael Bush, by the special grace of God, and the anchor for this program since you wouldn't give me that round of applause, please put it together for, give it together for Global Barber, an international televangelist, and somebody who just teaches the word like no one else I've ever heard. And that is Dr. Abel Damina.
0: The intercontinental, Mr. Bush.
1: Global Barber. Great grace. So, so nice to return Good here to with you. to have you here
0: again today.
1: Fantastic. Okay, Global Baba, the, yep. there are also some traditional starters on the program. We need to do that in one second, then get down to the business of the day. And that is prayer for Ibom, prayer for Nigeria, prayer for our world.
0: Let's pray together. Father, thank you for grace and mercy. Thank you for your love and your faithfulness. We pray for Ibom State. We pray for Nigeria. And we pray for the rest of our world. That, Lord, you will continue to keep and preserve your people. We pray that the gospel continues to thrive. Lives changed. The impact of God's word growing. Men are brought to the knowledge of the truth. And we decree that works of the enemy totally terminated. We pray for our rulers, our leaders, that the revelation of God's word will come upon them very strongly. That leaders in places of authority will be saved. And Father, we thank you that our governments continue to create for us enabling environment to preach the gospel. And for potentials within our society to find expression. Thank you for answer prayer. In Jesus' precious name, and every believer says a powerful amen.
1: That's a fantastic point to take off. Global Baba and I spent last night in Abuja, excuse me, in Lagos, Nigeria. And so we'll start there from today. Hello, sirs. Is there a place for the working of miracles, signs, and wonders in evangelism? John 4:48. Then Jesus said to him, Unless you see signs and miracles happen, you people never will believe that's trust or have faith at all this he said after he had performed some miracles and was still doing more global baba does it not mean that without the working of miracles signs and wonders evangelism may not be really effective due to the nature of man kindly help clarify. thank you god bless you fumi in lagos nigeria
0: well for me first of all working of miracles is not the gospel of christ the gospel of christ is a message a message of faith that people hear and believe Remember for me that when Jesus performed miracles, even with all the miracles he performed, yet the people didn't believe in him. And the reason is simple, because miracles are not exclusive to Christianity. Other religions perform miracles. So you don't know God by miracles. You know God by his word. However, as we preach the word of God, miracles happen within the message as a demonstration of God's character, God's goodness, and God's love for men. So yes, there's a place for the working of miracles. But it is not the focal point of the gospel. That's why Jesus said, This signs shall follow. The signs will not be in front. The word will be in front. Then the signs will follow the word. And miracles only go ahead to demonstrate God's love, God's character, God's goodness. It's not for a show off. It is just God loving his people. By bringing his mercy on their conditions. We
1: we'll move on to... I thought you should put those hands together. You know... You know what I've come to realize? The moment something belongs to you, or somebody you know do something, you just take it for granted. What he's doing is very difficult to do, I can tell you. So anytime those answers drop like that, how to encourage him, how to encourage all of us to learn to be like that, is to just jam those hands together. Hello, Global Baba, still from Lagos, Nigeria. Global Baba and Mr. Bush, my name is Sam King. I write to greet you and celebrate the grace of God in and through your lives and ministry. I have two questions for you today. In Genesis 2, 16-17, God gave Adam instructions not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, otherwise he would die. In Genesis 3, 4 to 5, the serpent tempted Eve, and Adam and she ate, and their eyes were opened. In Genesis 3:22, global Baba, God says now, man has become like one of us, knowing good and evil. My question is, did Satan actually lie? Because God now acknowledges that this, what the serpent said in Genesis 3, 4 to 5.
0: No, God didn't lie. What God meant by man has become like us simply is that man has become independent. Man has taken himself away from us. To make his own decision for himself and he will face the consequences of his decision. It's not like man knows everything. No, it was independence much more than knowledge. Because even till today, man doesn't know everything. So he can't equate himself to God. That is why God is God, man is man. So what he meant by man has become like us is independence, not knowledge.
1: The thing about Global Baba, and they say Power City International, is the simplicity, the honesty, the openness, the ability to say these things the way they are without unnecessarily getting too holy. That's what the world is looking for. Please put your hands together again for him. Hello, Global Baba and Mr. Bush. The kingdom of God is in power. Global Baba, is it unbelief or doubt for a believer to believe in God through your teachings? but later make a prayer request, Clara, in Leseto.
0: No, you believe and you can ask. You know, I mean, you never come to a place where you are bigger than prayer requests. So if you need something from God and you want us to pray for you, it's in order. We pray for one another, you know,
1: yeah. Okay, Crispin Mulu is in Kenya. We continue, says Amplified Bible, Jude 1, 8, and Revile and Mock Angelic Majesties. Jude 1.9, but even the archangel Michael, when he was disputing with the devil, that's certain, and arguing about the body of Moses, did not dare bring an abusive condemnation against him, but simply said, the Lord rebuke you. Kindly explain these verses. Regards, Crispin Mulu in Kenya.
0: I was just talking about the hierarchy of angels and how that, you know, the angels of God, didn't take it on themselves to rebuke the devil. They rebuked the devil based on the authority they were working under.
1: Okay, so let's just um, now leave Africa, go to Europe, the Netherlands, and this one is a question and an appeal for prayer. Hello, Global Bar Damina, Mr. Mr Cont- Continental Bush. Thank you for the message tonight. That would have been yesterday. It says, my question is, how do I know whether what I am going through is because God has a better plan for me or whether it is a challenge that I should pray for?
0: Well, you start from the known to the unknown. Basically, God is good. Good things come from God. Satan is bad. Bad things come from the devil. So if the situation is evil, it can never be God. You resist it. But if the situation is good, everything is perfect, but you're not happy, you're not fulfilled, you don't have peace, you may be in the wrong place, so that's when you begin to seek God for direction as to what God will have you do next from where you are. That's the way. You go from the known to the unknown. First of all, is it good? Is it perfect? Yes. It's God. Is it evil? Yes. It's Satan. So if it's evil, you resist the devil. But if it is perfect and good, but you're not happy, you're not fulfilled, then it could be that there is something else God has for you, and that's when you begin to seek for direction into what else God has for you.
1: Zeno from Netherlands now concludes Global Baba has been looking for work in different countries. Please pray for me.
0: Well, Father, we ask that opportunities avail themselves to your son, and supernaturally you have favor in Jesus' name.
1: Amen. Amen. Okay. Can we now make progress? This anonymous entry. Hello, Global Baba and Mr. Bush. Words cannot adequately express my gratitude for the wisdom I have got from 30 days of glory to 60 days of glory. And now ask the Counselor. As I read my Bible in 1 John 1.7, I want to ask, can the word there refer to Jesus as used in John 1.14? What does Jesus mean in Luke 14.33? My debater used Matthew 3.10, 1 John 5.18 as verses against eternal salvation. Thank you, Global Baba. This one comes from Dubai. No name.
0: I would love to answer but many scriptures and I don't have time now to read all those scriptures and do exegesis for you. So if you can rephrase the question and just put out what you really want clarity for, tomorrow we will answer it more precisely because of time.
1: Abuja, next. Hello, Global Baba I'm Goodness from Suleja. Sir, please pray for God to heal my mom and for open door for my father and for me and my sister, to grant a scholarship opportunity to study in London. Thank you.
0: Father, we pray right now that favor reaches out to that family, opportunities be made available, received by faith, in Jesus' name.
1: Amen. Hello, Global Baba. Jesus said in Matthew that he would spend three days and three nights for his death and resurrection. But why do some Christians celebrate Easter in two days for Jesus' death and resurrection? anonymous abuja Nigeria.
0: well to begin with easter was not when jesus rose from the dead neither is christmas when jesus was born those are those those are just opportunities the global church has agreed to use in marking that at least there was a time jesus was born in the incarnation and there was a time jesus died was buried and he rose again so don't be stuck on the days and the times and the seasons for us that are really born again and are truly in Christ, every day is Easter and every day is Christmas. We celebrate his resurrection. We celebrate his incarnation every day of our lives.
1: All right. We continue with this one still from Abuja. And I do remember any moments now, if it is possible, again, we'll dash outside the country. Abuja, hello, Global Baba. I thank God for bringing me to hear you teach about the wonders of God's love. My question is, according to Romans 1, 24 to 28, it appears God gives up on some sinners. Are there categories of sinners God gives up on, Lobo no, baba, baba, before they die or the appearance of Jesus? May God continue to keep and strengthen you to spread this knowledge of God to a generation. Kyobasi in Abuja.
0: Well, you remember that Romans 1 says, because they retained not God in their hearts, then God gave them up to do things that are not convenient. God doesn't force himself on anybody. So when the gospel is preached and you reject the gospel, and the, you will keep preaching and you keep rejecting, eventually God will have to leave you to do what you want to do. And of course, when you reject God, it doesn't force you. So for God to give them up means God allowed them to do their choice and what they wanted. That's simply what it is.
1: Here we come. Hello, Global Baba and Mr. Bush. Please do angel skill favor.
0: Well, in the Old Testament, yes, they were because of, in the Old Testament, angels were created for man. So the men they worked with in the Old Testament gave them permission and gave them instruction to kill and they responded to those instructions. But when Jesus showed up in the incarnation, you will find out that the angels were reflecting the temperament of Jesus. That is why we always say the Old Testament Was the law of sin and death? And if you observe, Hebrews tells us that under the Old Testament, every sin and transgression received a just recompense of reward. So, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? So, yes, in the Old Testament they killed, but in the New Testament they never killed anybody. That's why you find out that even when they went to prison to deliver Peter from prison, they didn't kill anybody. Paul and Silas, they killed nobody in the New Testament. Because they took on the temperament and the character of Christ the Savior.
1: Right now from State, to go to Benue, Global Baba and Intercontinental Mr. Michael Bush, once again, thanks for the great work you do. With respect to Global Baba's teachings in the message of Saturday 31st October and Sunday morning first service, if rain came as a result of man's fall... What is the position of this statement in the light of the following scriptures? Genesis 2, 5, Leviticus 26, 4, Matthew 5:45, and Acts
0: 4:17? All the scriptures you've quoted were all after the fall. All of them. And if you remember, there was no rain before the fall. No rain, not even one. It was after the fall of Adam, and it didn't even rain immediately after the fall. Because the fall was in chapter 3. There was no rain in chapter four. there was no rain in chapter five. there was no rain in chapter six. Only in chapter seven we had the flood. So the first rain that fell on the earth was judgment for sin. The first rain that ever fell. And remember, by this time there was a fall. So before the fall of man is where you find the perfect plan of God. What happened before the fall? Water above the firmaments to cool the firmaments, water on the ground. To water the ground so the earth had a self irrigation system, everything was perfect. It was the fall of man that made the heavens to collapse for water to be falling on humanity. So, the scriptures you quoted now will be making reference to after the fall of man.
1: Paul Ape, who is in Makudi, Benway State, Nigeria, now concludes. Secondly, Global Baba. What should we then do as believers any time there is drought in places because of the lack of rain and crops and animals and human beings are adversely affected? Thank you, sir.
0: Because of the fall of man, the earth has changed. So crops now will depend on water from the sky, which wasn't the case. So when there's a drought, you speak to the weather, you speak to the elements, you speak to the skies and command them to bring water, command them to bring rain. I want you to speak to them because man has authority over things in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. So it is within the sphere of your authority in Christ. You command the skies to bring rain, rain will fall.
1: In another 8.5 small minutes, we should be saying a bye-bye on this edition of the program. But before then, let's just quickly dash to Yola at Damawa State. Joseph Aidan is waiting for us. He says, Hello, global Baba. If demons cannot be burned, injured, etc., could you please explain how hellfire would be a place of final judgment for Satan and his demons?
0: Well, again, when you hear the word hellfire, you must be able to know it's not fire like cooking fire, firewood fire, gas fire. Um, there are different words for hell in the Bible. There are Shoal, there is Gehenna, and, you know, uh, Hades, and there are different names for hell so again hell is hell even though hell is not a hell so how do we know which hell you're talking of it will be dependent on the context where it is written but it's important for you to know when you hear hell when you hear fire it's not talking of fire as in cooking and it they're just words used to describe eternal damnation so my advice get my teaching series On Soteria season five. Season five. It deals with all the different hells in the Bible and where they are applicable. It will help you.
1: So, please request and seek your indulgence to step down a little. We are going um, home. We're going away. No location still. Hello, Global Baba. I thank God so much for using you to bless many lives. You're doing a great job for the body of Christ. Baba, I need a job. I lost my job. Life has not been easy at all for my family and me since then. I really need a good job. Please, Global Baba, pray for me so that my situation can change. Silvanus.
0: Silvanus, in the name of Jesus, we ask right now that you receive a miracle, supernatural favor. Circumstances are released to work in your favor and create an opportunity for you. In Jesus' name.
1: Amen. So we go to China, Global Baba, shop right. flight, and it says, Greetings, Global Baba and the, the Continental Mr. Bush. Daddy, I'd like to thank you for being a vessel to honor for us. I've learned and still continue having my eyes enlightened with your daily teachings about my reality and identity in Christ. Please kindly pray for me in my career. I'm facing a disciplinary hearing at my workplace. I believe all things would work together for good on my behalf. I'm also doing work normally done by managers, but my position being an admin and buyer um, is just that. May I also receive prayer for promotion, thanking you in advance, kindly regards. Hemans in China.
0: Now, you didn't tell us whether you're guilty or not. <laughs> so, now we don't know, but whatever it is, Father, we ask for your mercy. We ask for intervention, a supernatural intervention in the circumstances. And in the name of Jesus, we declare that at the end of it all, in your mercy, you will cause your son to experience a promotion. In Jesus' name.
1: Amen. Amen. We're almost um, landing in in China. This last one, anonymous entry. Hello, Global Baba. Please, I was listening to one of your messages about being seated in the heavenly places with Christ. Five both principalities and powers. You also explained that Christ is on earth because he's in us. Please shed more light on the fact that Christ is coming again with due respect to your teachings here. Sir, thank you.
0: Well, Christ, the first time he came, he came for us. For us. The second time he came after resurrection... He came into us. The next time he's coming, he's not coming for us. He's not coming into us. He's coming with us. Because he lives in us, we live in him. Global
1: Barber, that's a fantastic place to live It. We yep. had tremendous fun on this edition of the program. We're looking forward to tomorrow, tomorrow when we return in style and continue business as usual. Global Baba, it was fun doing this with you. My name is Michael Bush. I'm the anchor, Global Baba.
0: Well, we're glad to have every one of you. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to serve you, the grace of God. We love you guys. Tell everybody about what God is doing in this place. Till we see all of you tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your day and be blessed.
1: Goodbye from Uyo, Nigeria. Amen.